We had one cool day yesterday. One? Yeah. Like oh, the, yeah. the weather actually got cool. It was yesterday. Yeah. It was, it, it was cold outside. It was chilly. It was hoodie season. It was. And with all the hip hop that dropped yesterday between Benny and Static Selecta, like, it made me very excited. It was a good day for it. It was a great day. It was a great day to just ride around with the windows down, hoodie up. Tim's on. I brought a hoodie out yesterday too. What hoodie did you wear? That one right there. Nice. Yeah. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. You know what? I'm calling I'm calling an audible right now because people out there, they they crave that that buttery content that we give them on a weekly basis. Okay. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to jump right into this, okay? One got to go. Snickers, Reese's, Twix, Milky Way. What say you? I say Milky Way. W- why? I feel like uh, I'm not really like a, a nougat guy. Like, it's like nougat and caramel in a Milky Way. What is a nougat? What is nougat? I don't even know. Exactly. So how do you know you're not a nougat guy? Because I've had it. It's like, it's not for me. Do you like Three Musketeers? Nah. Exactly. Like, I would give away Three Musketeers. Like, Milky Way is Three Musketeers with caramel. Like, it's better than Three Musketeers, but it's just, yeah. I don't think you're right. And I think, <laughs> I actually, I'm going to go as far as to say that you're wrong. Um, you don't even know what nougat is. What is it? Do you know what it is? I know what it is, and I, like, I just don't like it. Like I've had it, I just don't. You like do it. like it because okay. you like you like all these things that that's that's in it that it comprise of it. I guess the, I guess like, I guess let me rephrase it. Do you like Nug- sugar? Yes. Do you like nuts? Sometimes. You like peanuts. Yes. Like almonds. Yeah. Do you like eggs? Sometimes. Sometimes you like eggs. Like it depends on how it's given to me. Like, you don't want a boiled egg all the time, do you? No, but generally speaking, I'll say yes. If somebody asks me, do you like eggs? I'm going to say yes. I'm not going to say sometimes. Do you like eggs? Sometimes. The answer is yes. You like eggs. Jesus, no. Sometimes. Do you like honey? Yeah. So you like nougat because that's, that's what nougat is. That's not how that works. Like, it is how that works. I, I like sugar, but I hate peeps and sugars in peeps. Like, yeah, that's not how that... Peeps is different, dude. Don't even try to bring know, peeps I, into this look, conversation. You said, it's a different kind of thing. I'm just peeps saying. are basically marshmallows. And if you don't like marshmallows... Then you're not gonna like peeps. Mm. Don't mm, me. Just, you like nougat. Just admit that you like nougat, and you're wrong. Here's the Milky about, Way oh, stays. Here, here, here's the correct answer. The one that's got to go is bum ass Twix. Why is it? Why Twix? Why Twix bum ass? Because it's nothing. It's cookie caramel and chocolate. Like that's not even. You don't like cookies. Not those kind of cookies. Those are those are. Oh, sometimes. No, those are barely cookies. You like them sometimes. Those are like lady fingers. You like them sometimes. So because the thing is like. No, because those aren't technically cookies. They're cookies covered in. It's shortbread. It's shortbread. Yeah. Shortbread is not a cookie. Covered in caramel. Shortbread is not a cookie. Shortbread's not. You don't like. Do you like pecan sandies? You don't like those. What pecan sandies? Don't like those. I don't even know what those are. They're cookies. Well, I've never had them. They're shortbread cookies. I've never had them. So I probably wouldn't like them because I've never had them, and wow. I had a lot of different kinds of cookies out there. Wow, because it's like you're because you're shortbread is a traditional Scottish biscuit. Yeah, so it's not even a cookie; it's a biscuit. It's a cookie. It's, it's bi- not a cookie; it's a biscuit. They call it biscuits. In, Do you uh, go to Popeyes and order a 
a dozen or a half dozen of uh, cookies? No, you order biscuits. There's a difference. Stop That's trying a, to play semantics no, with like, me. No, you're, you're not going to win this fight. You're, you're not winning this. Like, you are not winning why this. Why do you always do this? Why do you always do this? Why do you just like, why is your approach to debate just, if I could talking, put in more words. Talking louder. Than yeah. <laughs> if, I could, if I could mash more words in, then my argument makes more sense. If I could just say words loudly and, and on top of themselves. Does it work? No. It does work. No. It works. It doesn't. It does work. God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say something. Biscuits are a term that used in like used in England. They call cookies biscuits in, in England. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I thought we were in America. Wow. I thought we were in America. Wow. Where the terms mean something a little different over here than wow. it do over there. So if something's going to be called a cookie, I expect for it to taste like a cookie. And shortbread does not taste like a cookie. Therefore, Twix does not taste like candy. Hey, how'd you put that flag step on the back of your Kia? Stop it. So how does that work? Stop it. You're talking America. Like you, stop it. How does you that work? Stop it right now. You went too far there, sir. You went too far there, Mr. Ed. I, have, I will not sit here and be besmirched as like <laughs> some kind of weirdo Trump America douche nozzle. I just want to know how you I'm just flag. saying we have different words over here than they do across the pond in jolly old England. Yeah. Jolly old England. We have different words. We have different words. Speak English in America. That where he's, yeah. It doesn't, like, mm. it's different. It's, like, it? it's American English versus the Queen's English. Right. I'm not speaking in the I'm, Queen's I'm tongue. I'm telling you this Queen's English that says business. So you said that that's not how we do things in America. It isn't how we do things in America. So I ask like, so I, ask, I, like, I, I bet you, I, I'm almost certain of you. If you go to milk, if you go to a, a England and have a Milky Way and have a Twix, they taste different. Probably. They taste different in, in England than they do over here. Right. Because the cookies in England aren't cookies. They're biscuits. They're biscuits. So people over there are used to oh. those types of flavors in their quote unquote cookies. Okay. But over here in America, where, where, where we eat American cookies, I want my cookie to taste like a goddamn cookie. And a cookie and a Twix bar does not taste like a cookie. And covering up with caramel and milk chocolate isn't going to do it any fucking favors. Not in my eyes and not in the eyes of millions of people around the, the country. So if you're going to ask me which one's got to go, it's going to be the goddamn Twix. And don't even think about trying to say, well, you get two of them in a pack. I don't want two of bad things. I don't want two things that suck. I want one really good thing, and one really good thing is a Snickers. And you know what? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, you get two of those in the pack, too. And you know what? They're delicious. They're great. They're perfect. Yeah. There's never been a better candy than a Snickers and a Reese's Peter. That, that right there is like, it's, it's Jordan and Pippin, you know? It's, it's LeBron and AD. It's, it's Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr., you know? <laughs> it's just two of the greats of all time. Yeah. So don't fucking try to tell me, like, oh, they give you two. They give you two Reese's, and they're delicious. They didn't skimp on the peanut butter, and they didn't skimp on the chocolate. And they didn't skimp on the design, because there's not a single other candy out there that looks like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Uh, no, they didn't. But a Twix? Boring-ass candy? How is that boring? It just looks like a fucking dildo. Like, it doesn't even it's have a- any sort of, like, <laughs> interesting it, look to it. It has a shiny copper with the red. Like, Stop it. Oh, you're that? talking about the packaging? Yeah, you said the... No, I'm talking about the design of the, the, the candy itself. Dude, every candy looks weird when you take it out of the wrapper. No, it doesn't. Yeah, like... No, look, it doesn't. Look at a Snickers. It's just like a block. It's not just a block. It's got the little drizzle on the top that makes it look like it's got a little quaff. Yeah, it looks like little, little ripples on the, on the top. Like ripples. You call yeah. them ripples. I call them wrinkles. I don't want wrinkles in my candy, man. And I definitely don't want fucking shortbread in my candy. So get it out of here.
Does your flag have like is stop it, it. Is it standard flag or something with a blue line in it? Stop it. You stop it right now. I'll tell you what it you know what? My flag in the middle of it, it says follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at state your take. Check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. And peruse our wares. Check out our merch store. You can find that link on our Instagram page. We don't have any American flag merch yet, but I'm sure. Maybe and we, we definitely can. don't have any Twix merch. Yeah, we don't have any Twix merch either. <laughs> but I guess we're not arguing sinkers, though. Like, that's, that's not even. No, that's, no, not, that's, not, that's not for debate. No, it's not up for debate. No, we're talking <laughs> listen, <that>. listen. If <laughs> listen, if you said Snickers had to go, like oh, no. this would be the final episode of oh, State no. Your Take. I'm not insane. Like, <laughs> what what, are, what am I a savage? Like, what? <laughs> How was your week? Uh, it was good. Um, hey, do you when you walk in? Have you ever walked through a parking lot like in between a car and you have to like sometimes bend the mirror to get through? Uh, yeah, once yeah, or twice. Like random cars, you bend it back, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, I, I think I was driving say, and I was and I like looked to the uh, like to the left, and I saw that my mirror was bent. Mm. And I was like, huh. Okay, let me ask you this question: They bend in one direction, right? Why haven't we gotten to the point where they can bend in both directions? I don't know, but my thing is like, why don't you bend it back? I feel like that's just like. Yeah, you should definitely bend it back. That's that's should bend it back. But we're also we we live in a world now where you go to the grocery store and you look at the parking lot and it's littered with masks and gloves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like people just don't care. That's true. Nobody cares. I thought that's just etiquette. Like you could have killed somebody. Speaking of the speaking of the parking lot, cigarette butts, shopping carts not returned to the shopping cart Mm. holder. I mean, it is a case study in American laziness. Yeah. You find out a lot about people about whether or not they return that shopping cart back to where it's supposed to that go. That's very true. So, I mean, look, I guarantee you that person that bent your mirror back and didn't put it back where it belonged doesn't return the shopping cart. Or, like, put cigarette butts in, like, the actual place that, in, their, in their proper receptacle. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Doesn't re-rack the weights at the gym. These are all the same kind of person. Man. And I'll tell you what. These people are out there. They're finding significant others, and they're getting married. These people are getting married to other people. Mm. And they don't, they don't, they, these are things that they get hide from someone, mm-hmm. and you don't find out about it until like 20 years into the marriage. Yeah, like you, well, you're just walking through like a product parking lot, they bend the mirror, and it's like, what are you doing? Oh my God. What are you doing? Like, Can you imagine being with somebody like that? I, I couldn't. I, I, my world would be shattered. I would have to leave. My world would be shattered. I just like, if a man ever did that, I'd be like, what? Just, you leave, you leave the mirror that way? No, that's, that, no, that's legitimately grounds for an argument. Yeah, like, like you have to be it. a better person than that. You have to be. You can't be out here representing me doing this kind of fuckery. Yeah, like just I have to just push it right back. It'll snap right back into place. And just push, like just push it right back. Better takes any effort whatsoever. None. Like you probably do it like not even turn, not even turning around and do it with your, your backhand. Now I'm hot between the fucking Twix argument and this. I'm I'm upset. Aaron is getting upset. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> um. Well, okay. So you had a good week. Yeah. I guess, was, right? Yeah. It was I see that. you got a, I see you got a, a cup of uh Chick-fil-A drink there. It's always a good thing when you get Chick-fil-A. So you had some recently, huh? Yeah. Like before I came over? Yeah. Interesting. Did you, wait, did you need some? I mean, I haven't eaten all day. I mean so, I mean it would have been would have been nice to have <laughs> something in, <laughs> something to snack on while I was here. But you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so something interesting. Let me get. All right. So I don't know. If, do you want to talk monkeys or you do want to talk rockets? Uh, you pick. Let's talk rockets. All right. Your boy, Daryl. Daryl Morey. Daryl. 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 He's out. He's gone. He left. Man. Packed up his things and said, see ya. Bouncing. Stepping down as general manager for the Houston Rockets after what can only be described as a failure of a run. Is it? He didn't win anything. I don't call it a failure, though. How is it not a failure? I mean, how many people win the championship, though? Like, Interesting you say that. Seven. Seven teams. Mm-hmm. Seven different teams have won championships yeah. while the Daryl was a GM of the, uh, the Houston No, Rockets. I'm not saying that. I'm saying how many people win championships like altogether? Because like, keep in mind that... Oh, you want to count all of the players on all of those seven teams? Why are you doing this? And the coaches and no, the how staff? Many, how many GMs win championships? Tell me that. Uh, seven, I think. <laughs> Are some of them repeats? Uh, well, let's find out. Let's let's look this up. This is a great little example. But go ahead and continue to uh, talk about why Daryl Morey isn't a failure while I look up his stats. The reason why he's not a failure because we're because because I think parity in the league is like a myth about people that like when people win trophies because we're just because we're also talking about a league where the Lakers just won and they won seventeen titles in their history tied with Boston Celtics who also won 17 titles. Mm-hmm. So between those two teams you have 34 championships. Okay. How many championships have there been in the um... uh in like of all time? Yeah. Uh we're going we got to go back to 1947, I believe. Uh So you got 1 2 3 Four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. 22. So I think out of the history, mm-hmm. you got 22 different teams. 23, I think. Uh, 22 saying, or 23. Like like I was saying, how many championship games have been played? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to I don't. I don't know. Do you have a, do you have a follow-up question for me to answer? Because, because I'm, saying, cause I'm saying it's like, I think when you're talking about GMs, you can't say a failure because it's like, not everyone wins a championship. And it's like I think as a GM, you just want to have it. You, you want to have a team that's competitive, and so like to call it a failure is not a is is a, is a bit of a stretch to say it's a complete failure because he he had a team because people talk about like eight Sam, actually eight different teams have won championships since Maury became general manager of the Rockets in two thousand seven. Okay. So eight different teams. Okay. Are they re, are any repeats or just no? Those just eight, well, yeah, there were repeat teams, mm-hmm. but. There were eight different teams. All together. Eight different teams. And do you want to know how many were in the Western Conference, the same conference that the Rockets played in? How many? One, two, three, four. So half of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to know how many were in Texas? The other two teams. Yeah. 
So there you go. Failure. Just admit that he did a bad job. Look, how, he, how? he put all these pieces together, and it just wasn't good enough. He got James Harden. He built the whole team around James Harden, and it didn't work out. Okay. He brought in Mike D'Antoni to try to like finagle the system. It didn't work out. He tweeted, like, hey, stand with Hong Kong, which is a really great thing, but it cost the NBA millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you can see. I, how, how you can say that he was a success in Houston when you had all the all the pieces, you had all the opportunities to set set this team up for a championship run, and you just couldn't do it. You couldn't get past the Lakers. You couldn't get past the Spurs. You couldn't get past Dallas. You couldn't get past Portland. Oh, you're left speechless. Oh, this must mean I win. Okay, let's just go ahead and move on then. No, let's go ahead and talk about other sports. Let's talk about uh, let's talk football. Let's talk foosball. Okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Yets, as in the not Yets, the New York Jets. <laughs> they were unable to find a trade for Le'Veon Bell. Yes. Yep. And almost not even 24 hours after they released him, he was picked up by none other than the Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. How funny is this? For the Jets and New York sports in general, um, I don't know. Like it depends on what your humor is about the New York sports. Because I will say that it's just, I'd be kind of sad about it if I was a New York Jets fan. Well, I mean, I don't know if you're sad just because, like, the Jets also like to be a, to be a Jets fan is just a, an exercise in masochism. Like, because it's just they're just going to hurt you, and you know it. Jets and you gonna, sign up for it every season. Jets gonna jet, man. Yeah, like it's there. It's it's uh, I think because uh, my best my best buddy Lou, he's a Jets fan. Oh, is he? Yeah, he is. Wow. And he's at the point where he doesn't care anymore. He's dumb. He's like me. You know, he's a reformed fan. You know, yeah. he he recognizes that it's not a uh, a healthy relationship it's to be in. Not man. And he's purely uh, anti Adam Gase. At this point, I think anyone should be. I think I feel like if you saw him in Miami, you should feel the same way. Like I don't understand how I don't understand how you do what you did in Miami and then get like this kind of faith in you. Except if it's for the New York Jets. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the Jets, as an organization, has been incompetent. But it's also interesting because the parallels between the Giants and the Jets are very strong. I don't know if you noticed this, but <laughs> two, uh, between the two franchises, they've, they've done nothing but disappoint you year after year after year. But there's been some really strong highlights in order to keep you on board, to keep you on the hook. You either got some Super Bowl wins over a, a undefeated Patriots team, yeah. or you have some AFC championship uh, visitation. Uh, I think it was three in 10 years, something like that. Once again, to the Patriots. Yeah. And so you got these two franchises that are kind of like dueling for the top spot in New York as being the dumbest franchise in, in football. Um, but, you know, I, I think that uh, if you're a Jets fan right now, you even the most optimistic of you has gotten to the point where you just say, like, let's just burn this fucker to the ground. <laughs> I just don't start wanna... over. Yeah, no, it's oh, man. Um... But we're happy for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, happy for anyone that leaves, like Jamal, like Jamal Adams. Mm. We're happy for him when he left there, and I left Beyond Bell. Poor Sam Darnold, though. Is he poor Sam Darnold? I mean, he's not poor, obviously, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> 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 but at the same time, it's just like you're on a team, you're just on a ship with holes all in the hole. It's just, 
and they want you to do something there. So you're you're destined for failure there. Like it's not going to be good. Yeah, he could end up having a career like Philip Rivers, where he just puts up numbers and or gets traded you to a team. Get, you, you can't put up numbers there. Yeah, that's true. Like, they don't really have the talent. They, are, they don't right? really have the talent. You can't put up numbers there. But what if he gets traded or he gets like shipped out? You know, because then he can finally do something. I think. I think just like let's just get rid of the let's just get rid of New York sports teams. It's let's just get rid of them. Like the the fact that you bring up um the Rockets and the Jets, it's kind of a thing where it's two losers. No, it's a thing where it's like you uh, you have two owners that are just like. Oh, are you talking spicy on Tillman? Oh yeah. Oh, let's talk. Some I said, spicy. but look, I like I when we heard that Tillman Fertitta got the job, I was like, I am scared. I told you that. Uh-huh. Cuz like like ego guys are bad for sports teams. Like they just really are. And nobody has a more fragile ego than Tillman. Than Tillman. Yeah. So it's like you I felt like what happened with cuz I heard the rumors that like between Daryl Morey and Tillman Fertitta, like the thing was is like they wanted I think Daryl Morey wanted to get Ty, Ty Lue. Mhm. And Tillman wanted Jeff Van Gundy. Why? I don't know. That's not a rumor I heard. But, but when I heard that, I was like, cause because he, right now he's a front runner for Jeff, the job. Jeff Van Gundy? Yeah. And I was like, haven't we done this already? You definitely have. Yeah. And if I'm Jeff Van Gundy, there's no way I'm giving up that comfy-ass booth seat to go and coach this tire fire of a team. I mean, as I, like that's what I'm saying. Like, when you think about it, when you look at it in that context, I'm just like, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little scared. There's some very... Energetic Rockets fans that somehow believe that Greg Popovich would want to come Why? and coach this team. Why? But they don't realize that there's no fucking way that Greg Popovich would want to work with Tillman Fertitta. Right. No. <laughs> Just on a personal level. No. That's never going to happen. Right. Like, I, I, Greg Popovich is going to want to work with an owner that can stay in the background and probably doesn't uh, support any sort of social issues <sighs> that mean, he, doesn't, uh, yo, he doesn't agree with. Bro, like, I mean, read the room. <laughs> read the fucking room, dude. Like, if there's any guy, anyone that's not going to fuck stay with that shit, Mm-mm. it's pop. Definitely pop. So yeah, no, that's whoever told you that doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Very much so. Um, what else happened in football this week? Uh, what else happened in sports, really? Sports. Oh, we got a new NBA champion. Mm, yeah. What do you think of that series? I mean. It was, I guess it was expected. Sure. For me, it sure. was like, I mean, because, like I, I, I say, I don't want to disparage the heat at all because I'm not. You but, can't. But at the same time, I was like, but I even told you before, that I was like, when the Heat show up and when the Lakers show up, they're not the best team on the floor. Like, he's not the best team on the floor. Like, the Lakers are the best team on the floor when everyone's showing up. But that was always my counter argument was how often have they been showing up? Like, if you were going to tell me that KCP was going to be one of the leading scorers for the Lakers, mm-hmm. I would have not believed you. Yeah. But somehow he was able to come out there and just, like, he couldn't miss. I mean, yeah. He was shooting the lights out. Um, you know, and there was a couple of great moments. You know, obviously Jimmy Butler had two of the best final appearance games that yeah. we've ever seen. Um, LeBron was quietly giving you 40. AD was very much a, a factor. And when he wasn't a factor, he were able to take take advantage of that. Um you know, and and I, I feel like now Eric Spolstra is going to be getting his flowers as a as a 
you know, one of the great coaches that we've seen in yeah. the past 20 years or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't be mad at a Lakers championship in this year, you know, given how it started and, you know, given the circumstances of how the team played. I mean, like, I'm happy for LeBron. I'm happy for AD. Like, Game five was a great game to watch. But then when you saw it at the beginning of game six, you're like, okay, that they just they they blew their wide on game five and that yeah. was kind of it. Like it was yeah. like And it also it makes you appreciate LeBron a lot more because if you saw that way that Jimmy was walking out of that game five press conference, you know, he was kinda hobbling and he looked mm-hmm. very stiff. And you realize like, wow, Braun, he's been doing this for seventeen season. He's older by Jimmy by I think ten years. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't gotten injured and he doesn't hobble out of interviews like that. No. So he may walk out with his bag and a huff <laughs> <laughs> with his short suit set, but he's not. He he's walking in full stride. He's not hobbling or anything. So I think it's time we start really appreciating Braun a little bit more. Yeah, this is that's our about the bacon because whenever we try to compare it to whoever you're like, you're missing out. You're missing what you're seeing right now. Like you like you you're seeing a guy that led three different franchises to a championship. Mm-hmm. Like that's and it's not an accident that he did that. It's not an accident that LeBron happened to be on these teams, these three different three different teams. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like what Ori did. Like in terms of like he, he Ori played a factor in his in his championships, but like LeBron led all these teams right to different championships. So it's like Robert Ori would want LeBron's career. LeBron James would not want Robert Ori's career. Been but in Royal Ori's offense, he's Ori's good. He's, he's good. Yeah, big shot Rob is chilling. He has I'm sure he has no qualms about what he did. He's got his own uh little sports clinic over he, there. Oh yeah. On he, the west side. He does. Yeah. And, and he played but he thinks he played he played role in all those championships too though. Like, oh yeah. yeah. But he's not LeBron James. He's not LeBron James. And shout out to Jenny Buss for wrestling that franchise away from her brother and yeah. taking him back to the promised land. <laughs> okay. You wanna uh Talk monkeys. We're gonna talk monkeys. Talk about some monkeys. Monkeys. This is probably gonna be the wildest headline I've ever read on this show. It's one of the weirdest I've ever seen. Dateline. Monkey gang wars keep killing people in India. In the last three months, fights between monkeys have resulted in seven people dying. On October sixth, Laxman Tulsiani, a gold dealer in Vera, a caretaker. We're examining a construction site in Agra City in North India, Utah Pradesh state. A massive monkey brawl broke out at the property, resulting in a wall collapsing on the two men. Laxman and Vera died at a nearby hospital. In July this year, a family sleeping in their courtyard were crushed to death after the wall beside them was violently shaken by a troop of brawling monkeys in UPS, or I said UPs, uh, Sahajanpur district? Right, whatever. Uh, with monkey population of more than 50 million, there have been at least 13 deaths caused by monkey attacks across India since 2015. More than 1,000 cases of monkey bites are reported every day in Indian cities. 1,000. <laughs> According to a government-run primate research center. Can you imagine, like... Every day you get a thousand cases of monkey bites. <laughs> a thousand, dude. A thousand. Not a hundred. Not five hundred. One thousand, dude. A day. Like I don't even know like what you do. Like that would be like getting a a dog bite. You fucking move is what you do. Like yeah, I can't you gotta get out of there. Nah, you gotta move, dog. Fifty million people. Fifty million monkeys. 
in India. Oh. 50 million, dude. Like, how many people are in this country? I don't know. It's not... It's not 50 million. I think it's like 7 million. Yeah. Something like that. And there are 50 million. In and there are 50 million monkeys. Different breeds of monkeys. Different types of monkeys. Uh, You're on the turf, man. It sounds to me like uh, monkeys are horny. Uh-huh. And they like to uh, have sex. Like, it's definitely not 7 million people. It's 328 million people is, yeah. in America. That's how many people are here. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> did I say 7? Did I really say 7 million? There's 4 million people in Houston? Yeah. And you just let me rock with it? Whatever, dude. <laughs> India has been facing a monkey menace since the late 80s. Before that, humans and primates peacefully coexisted without such conflicts. Crack. <laughs> it was the cocaine. That's what it was. You think it was cocaine? Since the 80s? Since the late 80s? Yeah. So you think the cocaine has to do with the monkeys? When did coke become a thing in, like, it, like, like what, 87, 88? Like, yeah. when did Scarface come out? Uh, psh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's like, see. <laughs> you think that's when coke was a thing? It was 83. Scarface was 83. Yeah. But I, I mean, look. You think, coke, you think, it, you think it's because of Scarface? I'm I mean, not I saying think, it's not. I mean, look. I'm saying if, you have to consider it. If you have, if you put 50 million monkeys in and let them have, have them watch Scarface, you might get some effects that you don't want. How else do you? How else do you describe? Uh, how else do you explain the, uh, the the gangs? The monkey gangs? They're selling crack. The gangs like the monkeys. Crack. Selling, they're selling crack. They got to be. So they got like, so this is turf wars. I, I mean, what else? So, so what else can, could it be? You can buy a rock off a chimpanzee just. These monkeys are trapping, is what I'm saying. And they this is why people are getting caught up in the collateral damage. You know what I'm saying? You, you think you think they just got their money or what? I I think so, yeah. You think like you think they're trying to short the monkeys? India has a lot of tourism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I can imagine that the fight for certain corners, certain blocks right. is very very high. Like there's a lot of tension going on. Yeah. Because you want those tourists, right? You want that, yeah. that, that, you that, know, the action. That like, from out of town action. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, so, you... so these, these monkeys are carrying on and being very aggressive towards one another and people are getting caught up in the mix. And, you know, it's just, it's real sad. You know, it's tragic. It's a real tragedy. But I mean, the game is a game. You know? So, like, I mean, so where do, where do the monkeys make the, um, so like where where are they making a crack at? Like they got like they got warehouses and stuff like that. It's in like the trap, in like the trap. Jack City. Yeah, in the trap. They got. <laughs> you don't th- you don't think they have trap trees? Trap trees. Yeah. With like baking soda and like a pot and baking soda. I got baking soda. So that's what the the chips are doing. Like they got baking soda in the trees. Yeah. And they're just in there like whipping that work. They up there in the trapeze. They the trapeze <laughs> whipping that work. Come on, man. You see it. They, it like don't tell me it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Tell you it doesn't make sense. Don't tell me it doesn't make sense. You know what they whip and work on hot plates. Don't tell me it's not believable. Nah, man, they don't use hot plates. They use the sun. They use the sun. They use the sun and they, they use are, stoves. They're they're making solar crack. Solar crack. Solar crack. Organic it's crack. More like it's more it's, energy efficient it's crack. Earth conscious crack. Earth conscious. Crack. Wow, they're making earth conscious crack. Like this is like this is the crack that you would get if you were like. A hipster to Oakland. Like I don't smoke. Like I, I only smoke 
organic crack. The purest of the pure. The purest crack. Like it has to be made in the sun. It's boiled in the sun. And I think and it's got the work. And I think it's got egg and cinnamon in it. Egg. <laughs> Just for flavor. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lentil base. <laughs> look, I know it sounds like we're joking, but look, you got monkey turf war. Monkey turf war. They've been peaceful since the 80s. There's 50 million of them, and they're fighting over blocks. Tell me how this isn't drug-related. Like, Convince me that it isn't. It's like the vine instead of the wire. I can't do any better than that. I can't do any better than that. That was fucking brilliant. The vine. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hey, so speaking of uh, the environment, when you walk through the garden. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, we've been lied to our entire lives. Man. Especially as children. It's amazing how often adults lie to children and just get away with it. Look, man. Look. Santa I can, Claus. I can get on like a pulpit and give you a sermon about the lies your parents have told you. <sighs> Fucking Santa Claus, like, that's just that's just big brother. Tooth fairy. That's all that was. Tooth fairy. I'm someone want to pay for your teeth. That's scary if you think about and it. And what? Like, who's collecting teeth like that? Your nasty ass teeth. You barely can brush your teeth, and then and somebody wants them. It's gonna fly in your window. Take your nasty ass tooth and give you a dollar for it. You're not lying. And I'd say this lie that we were told about plastic is even more egregious because it has led to the downfall of this great planet. Dateline. How big oil misled the public into believing plastic would be recycled. Laura Liebrich, a manager at Rogue Disposal and Recycling in Southern Oregon, is standing on the end of its landfill watching an avalanche of plastic trash pour out of a semi-trailer. Containers, bags, packaging, strawberry containers, yogurt cups. None of this plastic will be turned into new plastic things. All of it is buried. To me, that felt like it was a betrayal of the public trust. I had been lying to people unwittingly. Rogue, like most recycling companies, had been sending plastic trash to China. But when China shut its doors two years ago, Liebrich scoured the U.S. for buyers. She could only find someone who wanted white milk jugs. It's very random. She sends the soda bottles to the state. But when Liebrich tried to tell people the truth about burying all the other plastic, she says people didn't want to hear it. I remember the first meeting where I actually told a city council that it was costing more to recycle than it was to dispose of the same material as garbage. And it was like hearsay or heresy had been spoken in the room. You're lying. This is gold. We take the time to clean it, take the labels off, separate it, and put it here. It's gold. This is valuable. But it's not valuable. And right. it never has been. And what's more, the makers of plastic and the nation's largest oil and gas companies have known this all along, even as they spent millions of dollars telling the American public the opposite. I feel like if someone grabs a milk jug and tells you it's gold, they should know they're lying to you. Because so, like, that's not, I'm like, this guy's full of shit. White gold. No, you're full of shit. NPR and PBS Frontline spent months digging into the internal industry documents and interviewing top former officials. We found that the industry sold the public on an idea it knew wouldn't work, that the majority of plastic could be and would be recycled all while making billions of dollars selling the world new plastic. The industry's awareness that recycling wouldn't keep plastic out of landfills and the environment dates to the program's earliest days. 
There's serious doubt that recycling plastic can ever be made viable on an economic basis, one industry insider wrote in a 1974 speech. Damn, that's why he's alive. Yet the industry spent millions of dollars telling people to recycle because, as one former top industry insider told NPR, selling recycling, selling recycling sold plastic, even if it wasn't true. If the public thinks that recycling is working, then they are not going to be as concerned about the environment. Larry Thomas, former president of the Society of the Plastics Industry, known today as the Plastic Industry Association, and one of the industry's most powerful trade groups in Washington, D.C., in response, the industry representative Steve Russell, until recently the vice president of plastics for the trade group of the American Chemistry Council, said the industry had never intentionally misled the public about recycling and is committed to ensuring all plastic is recycled. As we bury it. Here's the basic problem. All used plastic can be turned into new things, but picking it up, sorting it out, and melting it down is expensive. Plastic also degrades each time it is reused, meaning it can't be reused more than once or twice. On the other hand, new plastic is cheap. It's made from oil and gas, and it's almost always less expensive and better quality just to start fresh. We rely to. I mean, you just put that in another stack of lies. You can put that with Santa Claus and Tooth Fairy, um, trickle down economics. Uh, um, what are the lies that we have that are really good ones? I mean, Peter Popoff, <laughs> that guy. Like, they lied to us, they, and they, they put that little symbol. Big capping. They put that triangle symbol on all this plastic to assure you that this was going to be reused again and again and again and again. And it just wasn't true. So what happened with the so when you have the sign on it, like what does it actually even mean? It just means that they bought it. Like the organic symbol. Like that that symbol that says uh food is, is organic or you know, is uh fair trade or whatever the fuck, those little symbols. It's just it's you just could, you could just, just put that on shit. You just buy it. And it ain't even gotta be that. No. You just buy it. See? That's why that's what I'm saying, like that when I said Peter Popoff wasn't that far because like you can just say shit. Yeah. And people be like, Oh yeah, that's 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 fine. Yeah, yeah. You just say whatever you want. You can say, you can say whatever the fuck you want. There, there's no checks and balances anymore. None. Zero. Like I, I bring Peter Pop up because it's like whenever I see his commercials, the, the amount of audacity that he has in these commercials, it always it's like he always finds a way to warm up himself. Mm-hmm. Last night I saw him tell so I saw him have a testimonial, or a woman said that. I, I um, I had like I had I had a drug addiction, and I had cancer, mm-hmm. and I was in debt, and then I got the Miracle Spring water, mm-hmm. and I got a check in the mail for fifty thousand dollars. My tumors disappeared. I gave I, I I quit drugs. I quit everything. Like my life is better because I got the Miracle Miracle Spring water. So it's like. He's literally having people on TV saying that you can just get spring water. It will fix your life. Whatever you have, like whatever problem you may have, be it substance abuse, debt, um, disease, just get a packet of water and they'll fix it. And no one's stopping him. He's doing it for years. And you know it's working because people because they're still buying ad space. Yeah, it's like the amount you, the amount you can just get away with by just saying it mm-hmm. and just no one checking you. It's it's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, industry documents from uh, 
from the 80s show that starting in 1989, oil and plastic executives started uh, began a quiet campaign to lobby almost 40 states to mandate that the symbol, the triangle symbol, appears on all plastic, even if there's no way to economic, economically recycle it. Some environmentalists also supported the symbol, thinking it would help separate plastic. So there you go. Just a fucking symbol. Just a symbol. Doesn't mean anything. Means nothing. So, um, I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you people out there to not buy plastic because it's a part of your way of life now. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. All I'm going to say is it doesn't doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of goes underneath the earth. And the arrow triangle is bullshit. Complete bullshit. Hey, speaking of bullshit, Trump. Yeah. Dateline. Twitter suspends accounts claiming to be black Trump supporters. The social media giant said the accounts broke its rules on spam and platform manipulation. Many of the accounts used identical language using the phrase, yes, I'm black and I'm voting for Trump. You have to yell it because it's all caps. Yes, I'm black and I'm voting for Trump. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah, yeah, it's all all caps. Twitter has not specified the number of accounts suspended so far or the source of them. It said it was continuing to investigate the activity and may suspend additional accounts if they were found to be violating policies. Here's the thing. Why is it so important for people to pretend to be black and vote for Trump? Why is that so important? I don't know. Um, Do you think maybe because our vote is important? Maybe. Do you think it's because they want people to see that there are other people on other sides of the aisle mm. to try to lure them over to the other side? Maybe. I, 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 I don't know. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Hmm. Seems like a bit of a stretch. Hmm. Feels like a bit of a stretch. Bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's the other thing, though. It's very easy to tell who's real and who's fake. Very easy to separate the real from the fake. It's not even hard. It's not even a fucking, like... I bet if you were to give me a quiz and like comparing tweets between a fake black person and a real black person on Twitter, I'd get 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, some of the accounts used a photo of black men that had appeared in news articles. Several had tens of thousands of followers. For comparison, uh, you're listening to two real black dudes yeah. who have 200 followers <laughs> on our Instagram account. Yeah. And I think we have 57 on our Twitter account. Yeah, even less than that, man. So there you go. There you go. There's what people really care about. Yeah, like I'm like I can be verified. I can be authenticated. I, Why can't we do that? I'm really me. Yeah. I really am who I say I am. Why can't I get verified? I mean, I guess it has to be worth verifying. I don't know. I guess they don't think we're worthy being verified. And yet, I got fucking uh a you know, Black Philip over here. Yeah, Black McBiderson. Black McBiderson talking about uh, Make America Great Again, and then yet he's got 50,000 followers. And he got a fucking blue check. Yeah. Like, right. where's the anti-verified? Where's the unverified? Right. That guy's not real. That think about that. No, like, okay, I'm, I was bullshitting for a second, but think about that for no, a second. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Why can't regular people, regardless of follower count, get verified? 
If I really am who I say I am, shouldn't I be able to be represented properly while these bots and these fucking catfish accounts don't get the same kind of treatment? Think yeah. about how much easier it would be to just count somebody out and disregard their opinion for shit. I mean, Think about how many people would get, would, wouldn't be fooled by these, these scammers online by sending people money that they don't, they don't know. Think about how many women wouldn't would feel a little bit more comfortable talking to people online because they're not sure about who's really typing the shit about. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not wrong. Like, uh, there, there, like, there's definitely ways they, they can circumvent that, but it would make it more difficult to do that though if everyone could just verify themselves. Yeah, you can, it but would. also, but not saying verify yourself, but saying go through a process where yeah. you're verified. Yeah, like no, when you go on, man. when you fucking go on Bumble, they're like, hey, do you want to verify your profile? And they're yeah. here, pose in this direction, and then send us a photo, and then a few hours later, you get verified. I'm not saying that like everybody could do it or everybody should do it, but you should at least have the ability to do so. Yeah, like no, it will definitely be a bit easier to parse out, you know, who's say who's who's saying real shit, who's like just being fake with it. And if you're a celebrity, you would have like an additional verification, like, oh, this is really the you know, you'd have like a little star next to your fucking name or yeah, whatever. So have everyone having a blue check. Yeah. Like, Fuck know. Twitter, dude. <laughs> so fucking sick of Twitter. I'm so fucking sick of Twitter. I'm sick of fucking Instagram, dude. Like I've had it. I've had it with these two platforms. Like you, you just can't win. You can't win with these fuckers. I'm telling you, like you play the rules. You play by the game. Whoa! I just combined those two phrases and came out both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I said you play the game or you play the rules and then you uh, whatever you play by the game. But you do everything the right way. You try to like work within the algorithm and it still fucks you in the end because they just change it on the whim. Yeah, I'm just telling you that that's that's why I was that's why I, that idea that I had, I was just like, we need to do that. Tell people the idea. The idea is that we apologize to people that are following say your take, but in the coming weeks, we will become a curator of ass shots. Just all ass. It's just gonna be all ass. And if you want to be featured on our page, go ahead and slide in my DMs. Okay. Slide in my DMs personally at <laughs> ARN.MIKL. Don't slide in Ed's because yeah, he's I'm in good. a He's in a very loving, committed, monogamous relationship. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't do it to me. But I'm I'm good. But yeah, no. Like we're and we're not doing it to. I mean, it's not like it's not like. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's gonna be kind of. I'm gonna kind of enjoy it. Oh yeah. It's but, awesome. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like we're shut. The thing is, is like I will see. I like I like Aaron does most of the social media posting, um, on our website. Um, I mean, our, our on our platforms, and I will see. He puts a lot of work into it. And I will see him post content with content. And we've been doing this for about two years now. Mm -hmm. We have like 200 followers. And mm -hmm. you'll see someone. And no, like I'm saying, this is no shade. It's observation. No shade. It's observation. Just like you'll see someone that probably had an account for maybe four months. And it's just her bent over. Mm -hmm. And she'll have like half a million followers. Bro. I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have a friend right now who started an OnlyFans account and she had she started an Instagram account. She has three photos. She has five hundred followers. <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm saying so all we're doing, we're just trying to see something. Cause like we just wanted to see Oh, we're trying to see something all right. Oh yeah, we're trying to see something. We're trying to see something all right. But you know what I mean? Like it's not we haven't changed course. We're right. still doing what we're doing. Right. But I'm saying like you follow us on Instagram. Yep. And you see and like you see, like a camel toe on there. Yep. You know where you know what's happening. You like just know what we, it is. Well, we want to warn you ahead, ahead of time. time. This is what's happening. Like we're trying to see something. That's it. We're just trying to see something. We're trying to see something. That's all. Okay. Um. We got a. 
<sighs> All right. What do we what do we think about this voter turnout so far? It's I mean, I feel especially in Harris County, it's just kind of like remember remember when we the, we talked about them limiting the boxes to uh, from from to, from 12 to 1. Mm-hmm. Um mail 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 drop off boxes and you know with the Trump administration trying to, you know, kind of kneecap the mail-in voting. Right. And I was saying, like, you know, I'm going to be that person, fuck with everything you're talking about. Right. I feel like I'm not the only one that had the energy because apparently, like, all of Harris County had that same energy. Bro, they came out. They showed out. And fucking waves. You know what? I got to say, I give Houston a lot of shit, but between early voting and the George Floyd Memorial uh, March... I mean, nothing but respect. Nothing but respect for the city, man. It's mainly Harris County, though. Mainly Harris County. Yeah, yeah like Harris County was never like we're like it's forming people here. It's hella dense, and like they they don't miss much. No, <laughs> they don't miss. It's thick. <laughs> yeah. It's thick out here. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to to vote yet because, like I said, I got to go all the way out to Fort Bend County to do so. Right, but we got time. My my rule whenever I go early voting is don't go first and don't go last. So it's like I, I'm not. I was gonna go next weekend. It's kind of like a when you're running a train. You. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> I thought you was. I thought you was gonna go first though. In that kind of scenario, right? Uh yeah, I guess you want to go first. I think you don't really want to go at all. To be yeah, honest, you, I don't. Yeah, like ideally, I don't want to be here. Yeah, you don't want. Like, I just like I we I, I can go home. Yeah, I'm like, good. I'm chilling. Um, did you want to bring this up? I mean, we can. Like, how do I? I don't even know how to walk into. I don't this. know either. But I don't know either. It's an uncomfortable discussion to have. It's. I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't. I think we kind of we we kind of alluded it to before, and I'm seeing a lot of it now. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. I it's still I, I still struggle with people that are outside of the race questioning someone's blackness. It I I, I don't know yeah. what leg you stand on when you do such things. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny. It's not like a good crutch to um, make a joke on because it is something that you and I have both experienced personally yes. and a lot of black people experience, you know, when you don't grow up in a predominantly black area, um, you, you get questioned about what it means to be black because you aren't stereotypically black. Like you aren't the same black that they show on TV or you aren't the same black that people are accustomed to seeing. So I think that if you've ever heard anything like that, um, hearing some criticism from somebody else, whether or not you agree with their policies or social identity, whatever, like that doesn't even matter. But just on a pure black american or a human level when you hear somebody being questioned about like their authenticity to their race it's a little bit troubling for you to hear it is um and i think look when when kamala harris Stutch was gonna run i knew there's gonna be some fuckery that came with it because she's a black woman and whenever black women try to do anything that is you know groundbreaking or 
you know, just revolutionary. There's always some fuckery that doesn't make sense. And there's and the fuckery is like, you know, people questioning our blackness, which I don't understand why any politician in blackness is questioned because if you are a politician and you are super revolutionary or super progressive, you're not a stuff part. You, you can't get to where, like Kamala Harris can't be at this moment if she was trying to be super black. I don't think people will understand that. Like if she was trying to be as black as we want her to be, she couldn't be running for vice president because there's so many ceilings to get to that point that every every black politician has to eat some shit about their race to get to where they are. And I think that when people analyze her about that, they have to acknowledge that part of it as well. Right. Because it's like, and and that's to say that on both sides. It's like, even like when I see ads for like Wesley Hunt, I hate his edge up. I hate his I hate his mom jeans. I hate all that shit that I see on. But he's still a black man. Like I'm never I'm, I'm never gonna say that he's not a black person. Right. So it's like for even people to like quantify us as that level, like we don't reach that level of blackness. They have to understand that you're putting us you're looking at us as a monolith, and we're not that because like even like even with all of Trump's um, things about like immigration, they're still Latinos. That vote for Trump. Sure. With all of his um, with all of his anti-gay stances, there are still gays that vote for Trump. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like we are not a monolith. So like to, to say that, oh, they're not that they're not black enough, or they're this. It's like, yeah, I gotta stop doing that. Like I don't know, like what are out there? Like there's so many things out there for you to see that we are not a monolith. So, and especially seeing like seeing Kamala Harris run, like to see people just try to question their blackness every day. Well, I knew she grew up as a black woman, and like you weren't there for her step by step in her life to say that she's not a black that she's not black enough. Because the thing, especially when you're outside the race, like you probably have hadn't even gone through things as that that she as a black woman has gone through. So for you to be out in that area of privilege and question her blackness is just infuriating to me. Speaking of blackness, um, let's talk about coronavirus because it's still a thing and we haven't beaten it yet and we're almost certainly going to be getting toward going towards a third spike here in america um and i'm also starting to hear that it's popping up again in like european countries Mm -hmm. as well yeah so we're far far from over Uh, um excuse me i have to clear my voice a little bit got a little little water in there dateline cdc Almost all the U.S. kids and teens who've died from COVID-19 were Hispanic or black. <sighs> um, according to a new CDC report, roughly 0.03% of coronavirus cases in kids and teens under 21 have been fatal. Um, so it's a fraction of a percent. Mm-hmm. But overwhelmingly, the deaths have been people of color. Um here's some actual numbers. So um, there's been 391,814 cases of COVID-19 uh, with ch- uh, in children in the U.S. so far. Um, and that has led to the uh, pediatric multisystem inflammatory syndrome. Um, it's a infection that is commonly linked to the COVID-19 virus. Um, Between February 12th and July 31st of this year, only 121 cases, the 0.03% 
uh, of those over th- nearly 400,000 cases have been deadly. Uh, but of 121 uh, kids that have died, 17 were white, 35 were black, and 54 were Hispanic. Um, half of the children in the U.S. are white, but they only account for 14% of the childhood COVID-19 deaths. And obviously, you can make this is just a microcosm, so you can make the you can draw the line between. Um, crowded living conditions, uh, nutrition, health care. Yes, lack of health care, uh, lack of proper housing, um, wealth gap, educational gap, uh, racial dis- racial discrimination. All of these things have a factor as to why these kids can't get healthy after they've been infected, or how, or even being infected in the first place. Because disproportionately, black and brown kids whose parents have to go to work work in frontline kind of operations. They either work in the hospitals, they work in uh, retail, retail restaurants, places with higher exposure of coronavirus. They bring that shit home. You know, yeah. you know that shit happens. Um, I don't really have much else to say about this, but I just wanted to put this out there to let people know that wearing a mask, social distancing, it doesn't just protect yourself it protects other human beings and a lot of these human beings are kids and since you guys want to go out there and you want to talk about being pro-life and you want to hashtag save our children from all these evil uh pedophiles that are out there you could do so much more with so much less by just going out there wearing a mask being responsible washing your hands don't touch your face don't try to fucking spread this disease and please take this very seriously because even though it's a small percentage of kids that are dying, these are still kids that are dying. These are kids that don't even get a chance to live their life. So do us all a fucking favor. Stop being an asshole and just do your part. Oh, we're talking, we're talking to Q, we're talking to QAnon. We're talking to, we're talking to QAnon. I don't think there's anybody listening right now that no. doesn't believe this, but no. if you have somebody in your life, look, Thanksgiving is coming up, right? Yeah. And we're still going to be dealing with this bullshit. So yeah, yeah. we just want to give the people the talking points. We want to give the people the ammo to lock in their chamber so that yeah. when somebody comes back and says like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask, you could fire back with saying like, well, yeah. did you know? I just I just need you to know that like, you know, if you're talking to QAnon, these are the same people that believe that masks don't work, but they believe JFK Jr. is alive. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I, your intentions are good. Right. I just don't know what your sensory is going to be when you're talking to people that kind of make those through lines in their brain. No, you you're know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, like, I, I, know. I, I, I don't want to make them shitting on you. No, I know. Because I'm not. We're out it's here. just like, yeah, like we're talking, we're talking to QAnon? We're, no. We're, we're doing that? I know. That's, that's, that, that's, that's exercising exhaustion, really. Like you just try to, you just, just want to be tired. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong at all. But, you know, we needed content to fill up the time slot. Yeah, it's so. like, you know, <laughs> save, a, save from the pedophile rings. And it's like, I mean, but systemic racism, that's not a thing. It's that's like we believe more that children are getting trafficked through Wayfair than systemic racism. Yeah. Shout out to Wayfair, by the way. <laughs> do you have an education for this week? I do. Um, I want to, it's, it's hashtag and SARS. Uh, I don't know if you've been on Twitter or. In Instagram, you've seen the hashtag. I've seen around. this, and I didn't know what it was. So right. please break this down for me. Yeah, so basically, SARS stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. 
that is established in Nigeria, and they're basically like a section of the police force that is responsible for stopping crimes like robbery and kidnappings. Um, they walk around in plain clothes, and or sometimes they may have like like um just impromptu SARS uniforms, but they kind of walk around playing clothes in the city. And because of their autonomy in the city, they do things like they'll establish like roadblocks in the city, in the city. And well, they'll commonly extort people for bribes, you know, they'll assault citizens. They'll, they're, they've been rapes, torture, like just like, they basically become the thing they're supposed to stop people, like guard people from essentially. So, when people talk about ending SARS, they want to end it because that's a section of the, it's kind of a section of the police force. And it's really just kind of like, almost like a, like a, like a, it's like a, a big gang, basically. Like it's just a mob. Yeah. And, um, and they're able to thrive under, under this particular yeah. government. Right. And it's even, even when, like I was even telling you when I went to Nigeria, you know, we had to actually pay for police to guard us and like we went through all these roadblocks but because we had the police with us they just kind of let us go through mm -hmm. and it's like i kept thinking like what if, what would it be if we didn't have the police to us of those roadblocks you know because we are because people can tell that you're tourists you know even though my mom is from nigeria and like we are from nigeria and they could tell that they could just see that just the way you carry yourself that you're a tourist so i dread to wonder what would happen if we didn't have a security with us but at the same time it's like it's still extortion because we have to pay the police to be with us. So it's kind of like the contract we were making was either we pay on the front end and we have a predictable trip or we don't pay at all and you pay on the back end. You don't know what the fuck's happening to get this money. Like you could like be assaulted. Someone could get shot. Because I, I, I feel like I think that the um, the uh, video that sparked these protests was there was a man that was shot by SARS outside of like a hotel. And they took his SUV. Like they just like basically they, they just they oh, took him out of the car, Jesus. shot him, and took his car. So it's just kind of the things that they um the kind of police brutality that's prevalent in Nigeria right now. Mm -hmm. And it's been going on since like ninety two. And even when you hear like and the reason why you keep hearing people go go so hard about it is because they've they voted to end it in the past, but it still keeps going on. Like even now they were saying that they said they're going to end stars and they're going to start this thing called SWAT, which is probably going to be the same shit with a new name. Right. Yeah. So it's like when you see end stars, that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about the virus. They're talking about this like rogue militia style type police force that's basically distorting the people. So I'm just looking up to see if anybody's listening, if they wanted to do anything to kind of help to volunteer or you know whatever um just uh keep spreading the hashtag spread the word spread the word and now, and now you know what's behind it which is which helps you even more so yeah and you know it's i don't want to draw the comparison between what we've experienced here this year versus what's going on over there but there are a lot of similarities yeah, everyone has their struggles. I mean, I think like I think that we rail on this country a lot, and it's just uh, like every every country has their own struggles that they're going through, and they're not that different. You know, like they're like they're dealing with police brutality just like we are dealing with it. It, it may be a little bit different, but it's police brutality and the same thing. So it's just like like you should. I can definitely empathize 
what's going on over there. Because as Nigerian American, I can empathize on that level. And the fact that I'm seeing what's going on here and seeing what's going on there, it's like they're not that different. So I didn't want to say this while you were speaking, but like the gray in your beard looks really good, man. Thanks. It's, looking, it's coming in. It's coming in full. Yeah. Thick and full. Hey, if you guys are listening and you haven't done so already, go ahead and give us a subscribe. Hit that sub button. Give us a uh, give us a, an additional plus one on our subscriber count. I don't know what our subscriber count is, to be honest with you. They don't tell <laughs> us that information. But uh, thanks for listening. Again, check out our Instagram. Check out our Twitter page. <laughs> As you've heard earlier, we need the help. Yeah, check out our, our Instagram page. Definitely check out our Instagram yeah, page. It's going to look different. It's going to look a lot different next week, starting Monday. It's going to be shiny, shiny booties. Do we... Do you have a preference on what kind of like kind of ass you want to see on there? No, we're trying to see something. Just trying to see something. Just we're gonna we're gonna hit every shade. Oh, you know what we can do is we can like make it so that it's like aesthetically pleasing. We can have like a different shade of ass, <laughs> just like you know, just going down as you scroll. It's like, like, a, like, like a gradient. Yeah, it's like a gradient. <laughs> a gradient. Actually, I really like that idea. It's a good idea, Aaron. All Way right. to go, Aaron. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Check us out next week. Uh, we drop every Monday. I've never said that before. I don't know. I mean, just so you know. I'm just kind of eating time now. Do you have anything that you want to say to the people? We love most of you. We don't care for the rest of you. Gamma Gator Productions.